You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's WWE main event after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's WWE main event after show. What is up, everybody? Bing is for doing, and we are here doing yet another WWE main event after show with the music of the late, great Owen Hart leading us in. Today marks the 14th anniversary of his unfortunate passing. We all think of him, we remember him, we love him. That's why we're playing his music. Welcome, everybody. My name is professional wrestling's voice of choice, Christian Rosenberg, holding down the fort for main event after buzz, but of course, not doing it alone. Right across from me, my man, Mr. Cameron Cash. In the words of Chris Jericho, I'm your sexy beast, baby. And we are here <laughs> for main event after buzz. And God rest his soul, Owen Hart. Amazing wrestler. Today he's his 14th uh, anniversary memorial of his passing. Mm-hmm. Boy, do we miss him. We do. And, you know, this has just been a, a wild, a wild week of wrestling. I mean, Extreme Rules came and went. A lot of people were like, it was good, but not great for, for most of the matches. You and I, with our predictions that we went last week, both of us went six for nine, which is pretty respectable if you ask me. Hey, six and nine. Six out of nine. Oh, you said six <laughs> out of nine. I just heard the word 69. Anyway, so yeah, we did pretty well, but somebody again did better than us. Damn it! The person who retained her prediction heavyweight championship of the world Kaori Takei got 8 out of 9 again she only got one wrong at Mania she only got one wrong at Extreme Rules how your belt's upside down you're holding it upside down hey that's the way Goldberg did it I I can't believe you won again Yeah, get get the headphones on, champ. She's now the so two-time, two-time. Well, she didn't, well, no, she never lost the title. She retained it. She successfully retained the title. Oh, that's a good point. I, I mean, lost champion. That's I like that. I like you know, that. you know how the feeling it is like if you're in an office at work. Say you're doing like March Madness, and the winner of the March Madness pool in your office is the person who picked based on the um, like which mascots they like better. That's what I feel has happened here. <laughs> Well, come on. Don't dumb it down. I mean, I'm not trying to dumb it down because she clearly knows her wrestling. She knows her wrestling. She wouldn't wouldn't be on the show if she didn't know her wrestling. I happen to pick the right mascots. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, man, that ain't cool, dude. Because we all know, Christian Rosenberg, that if you won, buddy, if you won, you wouldn't be calling this some March Madness mascot mumbo jumbo. (laughs) No, no, because I... I'm the favorite to win, and I fail miserably. <laughs> That's what happened. Thanks hey man, for the I lost camera. Too. Thanks. I lost you. Uh, well, no worries, girl. 
Well, <laughs> congratulations again. You get to hold on to that title for at least a few more weeks as we get ready for payback, the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're still kind of on the hangover from Extreme Rules with an incredible Raw and brings us to today, um, our main event for the week of May 22nd, which is hailed from Omaha, Nebraska. And we kick things off with the number one contender to the world heavyweight title, Mr. Alberto Del Rio, out here getting ready to wrestle on main event. Before we go any further, I heard you guys talking about Owen Hart's anniversary. Yes. And on Monday, it was Randy Savage's uh, two-year anniversary. So you are I correct. to give an O to him. His family went to Olive Garden. So they did. <laughs> I actually read that. I don't want to laugh at that, but that just seems so odd to me. Why is it odd, Christian Rosenberg? Well, just just a family getting together at a place like Alton. Like you would think, maybe they all got together at someone's home, but they decided the Olive Garden. I love Olive Garden. Hey, don't whoa, get me wrong; whoa, whoa. their breadsticks are fantastic. Hey, man, Olive Garden is amazing. They're all you can eat salad. They're all you can eat <laughs> soup. It's man, it's, it's amazing. You it's can't true. get any better than that. And we got a new sponsor for our show now. So we miss you, Macho Man. Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's our music for Mr. Alberto De Rio. We, we, go. we got Steven in the booth this week, um, so he's going to bust out our music as he does oh so well for the Raw crew. And so we're here. We're having a rematch from Monday Night Raw where we saw Biggie Langston pull off the huge upset and defeat Alberto Del Rio, and they're having their rematch tonight here on Main Event. And this match... Really, for the most part, is Biggie Langston dominating? Just like as as soon as Alberto Del Rio tries to mount some offense, he's quickly you know shut down by by Biggie Langston. I mean, Biggie hitting a suplex and just you know taking control from the early going. And the real interesting thing is the crowd is very mixed. Mm-hmm. You're hearing a lot more cheers for Biggie than you would think you would. Uh, I'm a huge Biggie fan, and I was a little. Does this music just make you want to dance? <laughs> well, not. It's not my music. It's not Cesaro's music, but you know, <laughs> I really wish that Biggie had won this match again. I was happy with the outcome on Raw, and not so happy with this outcome. Honestly, people, am I jumping the gun? I'm sorry. A little bit. I think I just bit. But it's alright. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't give a damn about Biggie. I don't understand mm. this man's trunks. All I saw was the junk <laughs> in the trunk. As he, like, walked down the ring. That was the only thing that I saw before. Yeah, I, I saw more than that. And this just doesn't sound... Not I, that there's anything I wrong with that. I saw him wrestling. That's what I saw. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know super, super short trunks aside, <laughs> he was he was wrestling very well. He wrestled great on Raw against O'Rio. And he's showing utter dominance here. We cut to a commercial break. Where in the commercial break, we actually find out that on Monday Night Raw, we will see uh, the return of the highlight reel on Raw and the guest for Chris Jericho's highlight reel will be none other than Mr. Paul Heyman, a man who we will be talking about a little later on on this podcast. I'm excited to see that. I really, really want to see I can't wait to see that. We come back from the commercial. Langston, again, continuing the offense. And during this also, on commentary, we found out that Miz announces that he's going to have an edition of Miz TV this Friday on SmackDown, and his guest will be none other than Fun Dango. Can I just say, when you say that, yes, you can. I want to know, Corey, do you find that voice sexy? When, when <laughs> Rosenberg says it, when because that, that's says when it. I, because that's no, my goal when difference. I say it. No, 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 no. Say no, it no. again. Say it again, Rosenberg. We'll see. Fun. Dango. 
I can see the DWTS Alright, but enough of Fandango's music because it, we're still in the middle of this match between Biggie Langston and Alberto Del Rio. Um, and right now we're actually getting a little bit, this kind of surprised me, a little bit of a mat game from Biggie Langston as he was continuously applying a reverse chin lock down on the mat, which from a big guy you don't really see a lot of uh, submissions and rest holds normally, as far as holds like that. And that kind of pleasantly surprised me, that he was working the mat. You gotta love them chin locks. <laughs> Thank you for that analysis. Uh, Del Rio finally gets in control, hits a tornado DDT, but now at this point in the match, I feel like what's happening was pretty much the exact same thing that we saw on Raw. It felt like it. A lot of it was very similar. So he has some deja vu. A little, a little deja vu going. Uh, Biggie Langston fought back after that tornado DDT, um, where he countered the um, Del Rio super kick. But Del Rio eventually does hit the super kick, only for the two count. And Langston counters Del Rio's attempt for the arm breaker with a nice belly to belly suplex, but still only getting a two. But now there's even a few more cheers for Big E at this point. You know, the crowd is sensing we want to see Big E win again. We want him to beat the number one contender mm-hmm. two times in a row. Can I add that I love the fact that AJ is still hanging out with him and following him? AJ just the whole time AJ just thing. like. Mm. Well, and, you know, playing yeah, with their hair. Playing with the hair, just, just looking menacing. That. Yeah, I actually wanted to mention AJ Lee. You know, she's so demented and psychotic. But but for some reason, I find that just so sexy, so Most hot. Most men do find that sexy. It's like, it's like uh, you know, really exciting and crazy. And I just wonder how that would be uh, outside the squared circles, all I got to say. You, you got, you're in a mood today, man. You are in quite a, a romantic, I'll, I'll say romantic mood. Do you agree, though? Does that turn you on, AJ Lee, going a little crazy? Actually, I would like to know that. Does that turn you on, Christian Rose? As far as her being, like, crazy? No. Like demented, playing with the hair, and then before no. you know it. Her flirtatious-likeness when she, like, does things like that, sure. But, like, the psychoticness? No. No, because I don't want crazy girls. But but it's way better than nice girls. <laughs> well, well, now we know what well, kind of girls you take. Well, we, we all have our own <laughs> opinions. But at this point, Del Rio finally... Almost has the cross arm breaker locked on, but again, the power and the strength of Big E lifting him up, power bombing him down to the mat, thinking yeah. this is it. But eventually, Del Rio finds his way, makes his way back up to his feet, and hits an insiguri on Langston. And Langston is wobbly. He looks like he's about to fall forward, mm-hmm. but as he's going to fall forward, Del Rio grabs him, schoolboys him, rolls him up, and gets a quick, surprising three count. And Del Rio getting his revenge from Monday Night Raw and is victorious over Biggie Langston. And I got to tell you, this really, really, really upset me. Yeah, in 72, I was about to yell boo. I do like Del Rio, but I like Biggie Langston a lot better. Well, no, I I don't have a problem with Del Rio winning the match. You don't like the way it happened. I don't mind the way it happened. What I do mind is this is the very first time Biggie's been pinned. And it happened on main event with no buildup. On NXT, Biggie is undefeated. So far, since he's wrestled in WWE, he's lost two matches. One was a tag match where Ziggler got pinned, and the other was by countout. 
Big E has yet to be pinned. They should have been emphasizing that to push this monster. They haven't. And then all of a sudden, just roll up on main event. He loses. Uh, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt for a second, Stephen. Can you make sure that we're broadcasting? We're getting getting a lot of people in the chat who say they can't see us. All right. Well, well, yeah. That being said, I mean, Cameron, do you agree with what I'm saying as far as you know the shock that all of a sudden Biggie was pinned? I totally agree with you, man. You know, Biggie. The problem is, is that you know they got it. WWE writers got to keep some consistency, like I've been saying since the beginning of main event. For some reason, uh, all of a sudden they're having Big E lose, and it kind of uh, it kind of weakens his persona. And uh, I don't think it's a good tactic. Right now, they got to keep him strong, winning his matches, and uh, I think that that would be a smarter way to go. Yeah, I mean, even you know, say you had this match and and Del Rio won by disqualification. You know, say mm. AJ came in and interfered or Big e, Big e used a weapon or something like that. Just to prevent the fact that the first time a man is pinned, especially a man that they're building up the yeah. way they're building Big E, should not happen with a match with really no buildup. So see, that's the thing that bothered me was that he won on Raw only, and this happens quite frequently, but only had to have lose two days later, or in this case, kind of one day later. Well, but even though, like, Kind of flipping the flipping the script here, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at Del Rio, this week still makes Del Rio look weak. So sure, he lost. But... He's the number one contender. He lost to Big E, and then it took him a roll up to win on main event. Like all of a sudden, you know, your number one contender does not look like he should be the number one contender. Maybe it should be Big E. Well, maybe they'll build something up to that, and who knows I what mean, will happen. Ziggler's not around, you know. Biggie. Well, hopefully, really hopefully, hopefully, Ziggler will come back soon. Obviously, he's still at home resting from that concussion. Hopefully, he's not out of action too much longer. But let's get into a uh, star rating for this, uh, Corey. What would you What would you rate this match? I would give it two and a half. A two and I a half. I was all right with it. Okay, Cameron. What about you? I'm going to give this one a two stars. Two. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was silence. Sorry, I'm a little um, distracted. Steven, did you hear us? It's it's okay. Yes, yeah, Steven, fixed it. Yeah, Steven, oh, bring it up. Yeah, don't 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 oh, worry okay. about it. Don't worry about it. We got awesome producers here at AfterBuzz. Yeah, They're in you. control all the time. Just wanted to make sure. Um, I too, I'll give this match two and a half. It was it was all right. I thought their raw match was better, and their raw well, the raw match actually was a little shorter than this one, and I thought the raw one was better. And again, there was a lot of moments in this match where. It felt like we were seeing the same thing that we saw on Raw. Like the Raw match, I'd probably give between a three and a three and a half. This one definitely was a step down to me. Yeah. So, so from there, we get a recap of Cena and Ryback from their their last man standing match at Extreme Rules, where they literally broke through the stage, like through the the light fixture, and resulted in the referee really worried for both of their health and well-being and called the match off. So there was no definitive winner in that match, which I didn't I didn't hate the way that match ended, but I thought it could have been done a little differently. But then from Raw with Ryback, I loved it because mm-hmm. this was by far Ryback's best promo that he's given. Coming out in the ambulance, standing on top of it. He did a good job. He did He did a very good job for Ryback. He did a very good very, job. I was actually very surprised at how much I enjoyed his 
monologue mm. or whatever. And, and, then, <laughs> and then issuing the challenge to Cena for an ambulance mm-hmm. match at Payback and then putting the icing on the cake later on on Raw, uh, grabbing Zack Ryder, beating the crap out of him, and then throwing him in the ambulance. I talked about, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, as far as the wrong stipulation for a type of match with a certain buildup and a last man standing match didn't really fit right. Ambulance match now fits perfectly for this. Yeah. And I'm really happy that's where they're going with it. You know, honestly, though, I I feel like this ambulance, for some reason, is just really corny. It's like, like for me, it. it's kind of like uh, I'm seeing him come in, come in the ring with an ice cream truck, you know, uh, giving candy to the kids. It's just... Uh, I like it. I think it's kind of like, who am I going to stuff in this ambulance? Well, <laughs> this sounds wrong. <laughs> Well, well, it's good, and and you know the the WWE universe has also been going back and forth about this ambulance match. They've yeah. been hitting up you know all forms of social media, including our main event universe that we are the, we are forming over tout on our tout page at Emmy Afterbuzz. And in fact, we have a couple touts that wanted to talk about this upcoming ambulance match. Um, our first tout um, it comes from Earnback, and um, you know if we, we'll go ahead and we'll play and we'll see what you know Earnback. Um, has to say about it. Pretty much, he was, you know, really, you know, signing with. Um, was he the one that was signing with Cena? I might be mixing the two of them up. But yeah, so we'll go ahead and we'll get the tout up and running here, and and yeah, we'll check it out. In the meantime, or not, or maybe we'll have technical like difficulties. The, In the like meantime, the just give me a second. Thing. No worries. I'm Where do sorry. I go? Um, Marissa should have them all up on the computer. Should be on the desktop. On the desktop. Are you digging the oh, ambulance Oh, these videos? Thing? Yes. Okay, one, one first sec. one from Earnback. I'm digging the ambulance match buildup. I'm thinking it's a great set, you know, and this is a good way to cap off uh, their feud. And, and again, it's also a match where an ambulance match does not make you look as weak, weak as a last man standing match. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm excited for it. We'll get those touts Got up it. in just a second. Thank you, Steven. Right here. Okay, well, here comes our first sound. Or not. <laughs> no worries. So we'll get to those stuff. We're going to get yeah. to your towel shortly. Because um, meanwhile, we go back to commentary with Michael Cole. And there's our towel. Here he is. Here's Earnback. Let's hear what he's got to say. You know, his Cena is going to be carrying a stretcher into that ambulance. Because Ryback rules. And he's going to have it for breakfast. <laughs> I love wrestling fans. Yes. That guy's awesome. Thank you, Earnback. He's firmly on the side of Ryback. And then we got another one here from uh, Jonathan Cartwright. And let's see what th- uh, this guy Who has got to say. also in the chat. He's also in the chat. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for joining us. This is John Cena in an ambulance match at Payback. John Cena is going to walk away with the title after this event. Ryback has never been in a match like this. John Cena has been in matches like this before. There's no way Ryback's walking out with that title. So look at that. We got two different fans, two contrasting opinions. One of them wants Ryback. The other one wants Cena. We still got a few weeks before Payback. Really curious to see what will happen. But in fact, the commentators mentioned that uh, doctors have said that John Cena naturally is still a bit banged up from his last man standing <laughs> match, but he will be ready to go this Monday on Raw. That was quick. So Cena will be back this Monday, and we'll see what happens. That is a quick that. recovery. Has, so has the whole ambulance thing with Ryback switched your allegiance? I, who Allegiance? I know it's not allegiance is not the right word, hence why I'm quoting, but... 
does it make you like Ryback more again? Well, no. Well, what we saw on Raw, and actually the Raw After Buzz guys, they put it great. Uh, this was the Ryback that we expected to see. Because mm-hmm. this is the Ryback. He's like, I'm going to fight. I don't care who it is. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to be everything in my path. And we haven't had that for a month. He was just walking away from fights. But all of a sudden, he's just like, no, I'm the one issuing the challenge. I'm taking out Zack Ryder. The last man standing match, he actually impressed me physically in the match. Mm -hmm. He was much more dominant than I thought he would be. And so I like this Ryback. I didn't like the last Ryback we've had over the last month. But this Ryback is a significant improvement from it. Cameron looks like he disagrees with me. I don't know. <laughs> this, this, this guy coming out of the emergency truck. You hear the woo, woo, woo. Pops out the doors. Here comes Ryback. And look all crazy and stuff. <laughs> Is he back from the medical facility? The medical yeah. facility, Stephen, yes. And then he like abducts the wrestler, puts him back into the uh, what you, emergency truck, then drives him and down. Is. to the. What is he doing? Driving him down to the hospital, abducting him. Is he uh, playing with him on the stretcher? What the hell's going on? I'm playing with that him. Leaves, <laughs> it leaves the mystery, which is the good thing with that. So, so yeah, I mean, we have all different types of comments and things that we like and dislike. We clearly have one fan that likes Ryback. We have one fan that likes Cena. And we want to know if you guys like this podcast. And you could do that by going to iTunes, liking it, giving us a five-star rating, and leaving comments. We love reading your comments and happy to respond to them, too. And most importantly, tell your friends, tell your... Tell your significant other, tell your classmates, tell your imaginary friends that we are here and AfterBuzz has some great programs all week long. Not just wrestling. We do main events, SmackDown, and Raw, but we have other great shows. In fact, actually, the AfterBuzz for Scandal was recently uh, profiled. I think it was on, on Dateline. They use a clip of our AfterBuzz nice. for Scandal. And, um, you know, we were big with uh, Dancing with the Stars, which that just wrapped up. AfterBuzz was following that really well. So, guys, please subscribe to the AfterBuzz channels. Like us on YouTube as well. And, again, feel free. You see, we're using your touts. Tout us at Emmy AfterBuzz. And, you know, if we like your tout, we're going to show it to you. Guys, I went on a touting spree earlier today. You went on touting. You touted like 40 people in 10 minutes. It was incredible. And it was beautiful. Thank you guys so much for touting us today. We are still got some more touts to show today. We do, and, we'll uh, have some a little later on. And I do also really want to quickly plug uh, this Monday's After Buzz uh, for Monday Night Raw. Please make sure you tune in because actually it's our buddy Ryan Katz's final After Buzz. Uh, because we were there this past weekend at Millennium Pro Wrestling, where unfortunately Ryan Katz lost his career versus career match, and he is, you know, signing off from all his, you know, in- independent wrestling and everything like that. And this Monday is his last After Buzz, so please tune in and watch and Give and support the man because I've known that man throughout m- almost my entire seven and a half career year career thus far in independent wrestling. So sad to see him go. So let's show him some support this Monday on Raw. Absolutely. Uh, now, but back to main event where we have the Usos in some tag team action. And yeah. they are, they're slowly, they're slowly creeping up from being the lowest people on the car yeah. with Pyro. Yeah. They're creeping up from it because <laughs> they've been being used a lot more lately. <laughs> and they're getting their full entrance. I mean, their entrance is fun. It's a fun entrance. And you got to remember, a lot of things with wrestling is about the entrance. I agree. You know, it, they got an amazing entrance, but every week we're seeing them on main event, and it just feels like they've become the main event tag team. I mean, I like the Usos. I really dig them. But I want to see some different, you know, some t- other tag teams. 
Well, we'll see because that was the one thing I was a little upset about when they came out to find out who their opponents are. Because like, okay, what tag team are we going to have face the Usos this week on main event? Are we going to see the Road Scholars? Are we are we having a rematch from SmackDown mm-hmm. with the Shield? You know who who is coming out here to take them on? It is Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal of Three MB, and this kind of bugged me because we just saw this a couple weeks ago, and you know I feel like we've seen it quite a few times. We saw we yeah. saw him in a tag match uh, several weeks ago, then we saw him a few weeks ago in a six man tag with Justin Gabriel against all three members, and now today it's the Usos against Jinder and Drew McIntyre, and you know. I'm trying to pay attention in this match, but it was another case on on main event where the commentators were just talking about pretty much <laughs> everything except for the match. It was a big Miz advertisement. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I actually marked that down. It was all about Miz. We, well, we were reminded that the Miz has over a million Twitter followers, and that the Miz finished filming his ABC Family Christmas special that will air during their 25 Days of Christmas. <laughs> Um, now, we also did find out, besides the fact that we already knew Miz TV is happening on SmackDown with Fandango, Miz is also getting his Intercontinental title rematch this Friday on SmackDown against Wade Barrett, who, you want to talk about entrances, I mean, that new entrance that he had on Raw, I freaking love, with the new music and the light. I and thought it was great, yeah. I'm like, that's the music for Wade Barrett, finally. He's had like five different entrance <laughs> themes in less than three years. We finally found something that I think works for him. But now it's up to him to come out with, you know, uh, the same attire every time he comes down the ring. Yeah, no more like, <laughs> is it a t-shirt this week? Is it a no-shirt this week? Is it a jacket and t-shirt? Is it a jacket and no t-shirt? Or is it a jacket and flower? Jacket and flower, hey, no hey. flower, Don't you red flower, purple flower. I mean, just Are you yet? looking at light right? Ooh, just last one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is just a raw bootleg version of it, because I don't think it's on <laughs> iTunes yet. I was just saying that <laughs> you guys should appreciate his variations, because just last week, you guys were, com- maybe, I'm not sure you, but you were complaining about Justin Gabriel's generic outfit. Yeah, same outfit. So, you know, which one is it? Well, no, when you when you enter, no, I mean, we're talking about, like, the color of what you're wearing, like, when you're actually wrestling. When you just enter, the though. Well, like the color, the style. I mean, Wade Barrett, he's worn different color trunks. It's just whenever he enters, one day he's promoting his yeah. T-shirt. Next day he's not, and he's wearing a jacket. The next day he's got neither. So pick one. No, he's fine. Anywho. You know, speaking of Wade Barrett, Lions fan here in the chat is saying he was looking forward to seeing, seeing Cara versus Wade mm-hmm. Barrett. That's right, because on Raw they mentioned we were going to have the rematch from last week of Sin Cara versus Wade Barrett, and that was not a main event this week. They plugged it. They had a little graphic and everything. And we didn't even have it. What the hell's with that? What indie blue hell? You know, you cannot have... I didn't have... use blue hell, but I said what in the hell? Close. Hey, it's in the Rock's words. He used to say <laughs> blue hell. You, got, you cannot have this level of inconsistency. You advertise something for the fans, for the WWE universe. You got to keep a level of consistency that is acceptable. And this people was unacceptable. You cannot advertise match and then see no match on the show. Well, I mean, I... Well, Obviously, I have a it guess. Does happen, though. I have a guess as to why. What's your guess? My guess is based on what we saw on Raw, where Barrett and Fandango completely did not get along at all, and it was just it was kind of comical uh-huh. to watch them as a team. And then you still have, you know, they still have the remains of the Miz feud with Barrett. You got Miz TV with Fandango. You got later that night. Barrett versus Miz for the Intercontinental title. 
why not have Barrett come out during Miz TV, interrupt the interview with Fandango, because he's angry at what Fandango did to him on Raw, and then Fandango somehow interfere in the Intercontinental title match, thus resulting in a triple threat for the pay-per-view, and get Fandango that title, which I said for weeks that he should have the Intercontinental title, and I said he would have it by SummerSlam. This is the way to do it, and I think they're listening. They're listening to me. So it's that's, a, not, that's not your guess. That's your hope. That's what I hope. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful yeah, image, yeah. Uh, Rosie. But, it's uh, an intelligent guess. But nobody knows if this is really going to happen. Of course not. But I, <laughs> it what, could. It could, but who knows? I've noticed a pattern that a lot of things that we've been seeing on main event the next week, we get a better show, we get this happening, you know. We'll see. Can I just we'll say, see. though, I could, not stop, <laughs> I could not stop chuckling when I saw Fandango dancing during that match. It was historical. I loved it. I, loved, I thought it was great. Beautiful. Why does music start in the middle of the match? It made no sense, but it was hilarious. Does Fandango ever make sense? Which no, awesome. which is why he's great. Which is awesome. <laughs> exactly. Which is why he's great. Exactly. It's great. We all agree. You know? We all agree on this. I, that might be a first. I just got to say that I know this is a raw thing, but um, Summer Rae getting uh, the face by Chris Jericho was excellent. That was funny. And, and you know, I think it was like, and it was a nice way to end their feud. It was so good. It was a nice way to end that feud. It was kind of comical. Jericho got the upper hand. Fandango moves on. Jericho moves on. Everyone's happy. You know, some of these hot girls, you know, they think they got all this power. But what Jericho showed her was that sometimes the man has the power, too. And I know it should be 50-50, people. I'm not saying one has to be stronger than the other. But, hey, it's good to see this kind of, you know, this clash. This clash of the titans, the male, female. It was nice. Well, speaking of Titans, we got a, we got four Titans in the ring while all this random commentary is going on with the Usos and Drew McIntyre and Junior Mahal. How was that for a segue? Was that all right? Uh, Meh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sorry, Fandango's music just comes it in halfway just through the conversation. It just randomly comes on halfway through a conversation. <laughs> I wish he just randomly came in too, but you know, can't have it all. We uh, we had a <laughs> we had a great Dragon Whip kick in this match by Jimmy Uso. Who then, you know, from there, because he was getting beaten down for a few minutes, made a hot tag to his brother Jay, who we thought, okay, this is going to be a part where Jay's a house of fire and it's going to build up to the finish of the match. But no, as soon as Jay, like, just hits like a clothesline and then hops to the top rope, and McIntyre distra- uh, distracted him long enough for him to um, get shot kind of like right between the uprights with the turnbuckle and falls out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, 3MB is right back in control. We go to commercial at that point, and. Again, just no real talk about the match by the commentators. And the 3MB in control. And then there was a line that really kind of bugged me here. So 3MB, they're supposed to be a band. Like, that's their shtick. They're a band. 3MB, yeah. They, they know music because they're rockers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Michael Cole claims that Heath Slater <laughs> doesn't know who Elvis is. Really? What? He said, like, Elvis got brought up. And Michael's like, I don't think Heath Slater even knows who Elvis is. I missed that. She's like, why would you, why would you say something like that? I mean, pretty anyone who's heard any music whatsoever knows who Elvis is. This was despicable. Despicable. You compare Elvis to Heath Slater? Well, he wasn't comparing no, him. No he was saying that Heath Slater doesn't know who he is. Oh, I thought he was comparing him. No. I could swear it was an analogy. No. I guess we'll have to well, rewind. Oh, oh, no, no. Um, they were saying that Heath Slater is like the Elvis of 3MB. That's what, That's what it was. That's what it was. So, so I'm right. Partially. You're not saying he's as good as 3MB. It's uh, just in the equivalent of the three, he's their Elvis. We'll get a little technical here. Kaori, <laughs> cut, cut, cut the mustard down the middle. I, I, he's kind of right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I broke my headphone. No. Um, <laughs> needless to say, why are, you, why are they saying that Heath Slayer doesn't know who Elvis is? I found that just bizarre. But from there, um, Jay finally ducks a clothesline and makes a tag to Jimmy, who hits a nice uh, corkscrew elbow. And then this was the same exact thing that we saw a few weeks ago in that six-man tag where he hits the Samoan drop on Drew McIntyre, but I commented that it looked really awkward because, like, McIntyre didn't fully turn or whatever, and it was pretty much the same exact moment. Again, another deja vu moment here, a main event, where um, it was Jimmy goes you know, goes for the Samoan drop on McIntyre, and McIntyre doesn't quite get turned around completely, and it just it didn't look it didn't look clean. It didn't look clean at all, which sometimes might be okay, depending on the circumstance. But again, it was just like, this is twice now we've seen the yeah. same instance. Eh, not so much. Not to mention, we kind of already seen this match before. Right, which we've talked about before. But what we didn't see and what we didn't expect was all of a sudden, sirens go off. Yeah. And, woo, an, and, woo, woo. and an ambulance arrives by the stage. And out of the back of the ambulance comes Ryback, who we talked about earlier, why is he out here on main event? What what is he doing here? What does he have present? What what does he have in store for the Usos and 3MB? I mean, what's going on there? And Heath Slater tries to hide behind a barricade, which is the first thing that Ryback would see yeah. when he gets down to the ring. And all of a sudden, we're all wondering: Is Ryback is he out here for the Usos? Is he out, what, what's going on? Is he out for 3MB? What's going on? And Ryback gets down there. He takes a look at Heath Slater, and Heath Slater, for some odd reason, then tries to run and fight Ryback. Yep. That was a mistake. Ryback grabs him by the hair, yells stupid, throws him down on the mat, and then literally just picks him up and starts walking in the back of the ambulance with him. Jinder stands out there. He's like, what are you doing? But Ryback's pretty much like, try me. Come on. Come over here. I dare you. And, of course, Jinder stands completely still. And Ryback continues to march back to the ambulance, throws Heath Slater into it, and it drives off. Meanwhile, in the ambulance. Meanwhile, the match is still going on. Usos hit a couple, couple super kicks and then hit their big, a la Head Shrinkers, top rope splash finisher, and the Usos win. 3MB loses again, no surprise there. But the real surprise is now Heath Slater along with Zack Ryder from Raw, have both been abducted by Ryback. Yes, they've been stuffed. And <laughs> I keep saying that. This, to me, <laughs> by them, and who knows, probably maybe on SmackDown, he'll grab someone else and throw him in. We'll have well, to wait and see. It might be a trend. It might it be a trend. It probably is, right? Now, when someone does, does something like this, because this is kind of a way that they could write someone off TV for a while, saying they were so beat up and then taking the ambulance, who knows what happened to them. This could result in one of three three things for these guys. One, they come back a few weeks later and nothing's changed and then it makes absolutely no sense. Number two, they leave and are repackaged in some way on their return. Whether wh- Wow, that's wh- a great whether, idea. Whether it's individually or as a group or whatever. Or three... Best of luck on your future endeavors. I really like that package. I really want part two because I'm big fan of I'm a big fan of Heath Slater. I'm a big fan of Zack Ryder. We'll have to see, you know, if the trend continues, who else gets thrown into an ambulance? I I like Zack Ryder a lot, and he just keeps being a jobber this whole 
this, this, this train is just creepy. That's what, all what why I, is it creepy? It's like some guy is coming down the street, and then he has this truck, and then he pops open the doors and kidnaps a bunch of people, puts them back in the truck, and then drives away. It's a... Uh, it's just sinister. But he's driving to the hospital. He's taking care of them. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Deepak Chopra once said, every time you are tempted to react in the same old way, ask if you want to be a prisoner of the past or a pioneer of the future. This Ryback, he's a prisoner of the past. Because even though he is abducting people, he's still another Goldberg in my mind. Okay. Well, now he has like the, like the biker vest. Uh, and and the skull cap that Goldberg kind of had at one point, but I think I think he's finally, fi- well, mainly from that promo on Raw, I think he's finally starting to slowly get out of the Goldberg aura because he's now finally starting to do things a little differently mm-hmm. than what Goldberg did. Can Can I mention that I don't really like the Uso splash very much? Why? Were you expecting something like water? I know this is silly. <laughs> I know you're thinking water because whatever. Because but a splash. You know, splash, splash mountain, splash mountain. I just kind of wish they did something cooler, like jumping off of his shoulders. I know that would be really hard, but. Well, I mean. I don't know. The only time that wrestlers have done that is when it's a team of someone that is this giant or like super strong, huge guy. And can, his, can that happen again? Can and his it? partner was <laughs> small. The Usos are about the same size. I know, but I just. Well, see how much more amazing it would happen would be if that happened. I'm not saying I'm not, say, I'm not necessarily saying that's amazing because Hear some my plea. that that can result in a lot more mistakes or perfection. I'm hopeful. Like you're you're more optimistic thinking. than I apparently. So with that, what oh would yeah, you, but you have all these little crazy predictions. I got crazy predictions because I'm because <laughs> I'm just crazy <laughs> to begin with. Corey, what would you give that match for a star rating? Miss optimistic. I'm gonna give it a three because Ryback was in the midst of it, and I liked the whole entire charade. I liked all of it. Wow. Yeah, I did. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a two, and it, and it's only and it's only reached a two because of the surprise of Ryback. Ah. This match would have been less than that because we've seen it before. Absolutely. And there was nothing different from what we've seen before. The only difference was Ryback. Well, well, Heath Slater wasn't in the match, so that was a little different. Nah, it's like um, let's give a break from like the lead. I mean, I like Heath Slater. Jinder Mahal is my least favorite of the three. Yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre is my favorite of the three. I've always been a McIntyre fan. I don't mm. know why the ball got dropped with him when he first came out because I loved what they did with I'm, him. I'm actually very fixated right now on what what they would do if he Slater came back with a different. That's interesting. What well, you said. well, we'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Cameron, yeah. start right now. I know it's probably going to be lower than mine. First, I gotta say, you know, Iron Sheik in the chat saying, "Corey, Iron Sheik, baby." She he says, <laughs> uh, "Corey, say voo voo again." It is s a e sexy. I have no. not that. That ja- sounds about right. Not like that jabroni camera cash. He camera look like, cash. Sure. Look like wildebeest. <laughs> you look like a wildebeest. Okay. I don't get that, but let me tell you something. Who gets uh, whatever Iron Sheik let says? Let me tell you something, Iron Sheik. I, I did. He called you, me sexy. You, you, you insult me about my accent going on and off. Let me tell you something. I am from Alabama, and sometimes my mind kind of gets a little crazy. <laughs> are you I didn't know you're from, from Alabama? Alabama. You better believe it. What do you think this accent is just comes out of the damn air? Alabama. I, I was singing Georgia. No, man. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. Okay, but what would your star rating be for the match? I, I got to give this one a one and a half. You know, one I just I, I wasn't feeling it. You know, uh, 
I, honestly, I don't give a damn about Ryback. You know, the fans are still <laughs> chanting Goldberg, Goldberg, Goldberg. And, like, he keeps saying, feed me more. I just saying, give him a Baconator, some bacon guacamole sandwich, and just have him shut up down the rink. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> guacamole is your favorite word. Damn I've... right. It's so damn tasty, salty, goodness, avocado. <laughs> From that, we end main event with um, one more recap. And this was obviously the big recap because this was the big thing from Raw this past Monday. Mm -hmm. The reveal of the latest Paul Heyman guy. We talked about it last week. The two of you thought it would be Cesaro. I thought it could be Ryback. Well, I didn't think. I was hoping. You were hoping. 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 Sorry. Wrong word. Hoping. Mm -hmm. I was hoping it'd be Ryback. Say it right, Rosie. (laughs) I'm sorry. You want to go one-on-one? No, you couldn't last five minutes in the ring with me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Brock? Let's not go one-on-one with, <laughs> with uh, Cameron Kish. Okay. Anyway, we find <laughs> out that the third guy, the newest Paul Heyman guy, is Curtis Axel. And out comes the man formerly known as Michael McGillicuddy. And it was a confused response at first, but then the crowd got behind it. And I did, too. Because this... You know me, mm-hmm. I like, I love the unexpected. Nobody in their right yep. mind would thought that this guy would be the new Paul Heyman guy. Tis true. Even though he's been loved for so long in the back, but they haven't found anything for him. And out he comes, and I was sitting here with a rocker watching, and I was just like, what? I'm like, this is brilliant. He better back it up now. But I love the shock. I love him pushing a new, Mm -hmm. unexpected young guy. They're showing the future. I'm cool with it. Was that just as much satisfactory as if it was Ryback for you? I was happier with this than I would with Ryback. Mm. Because, again, Ryback could have been, it would have been good for him, but some people would have expected it. This, no, there was even talks, um, Ryan Katz mentioned on Raw, that there were rumors going around that, RVD was going to be the third guy. That's what I wanted. And that would have worked great. The crowd would have went nuts. But this, again, with nobody expecting it, a complete swerve, I thought it was great. Were we watching the same channel, Rosie? Yes. Man, when Curtis Axel came out, I literally had tears coming down my eyes. Of joy. No, of horror. (laughs) Of horror. I was hoping for Rob Van Dam, the whole Leffen show. I know I hoped for Antonio Cesaro, but then there was all these rumors circulating about RVD, right. and it got me really excited. But then all of a sudden, you get this Raw logo on the Titan Tron, and then boom, Curtis Axel. Who in the blue hell is Curtis Axel? And then I'm who, like, whoa, whoa, who is he? Yeah, I know he's the son of Mr. Perfect, and he has Mr. Perfect's eyes, but he's not Mr. Perfect. You know, it just—it was just really saddening. And and if you the were Rock watching, isn't Rocky Johnson. If you were watching the same show, man, the fans were like uh, silent. It was like there were crickets in the in the arena. No, at first they were quiet because they were shocked, but then they started applauding because they're like. They appreciated a third-generation superstar finally getting a chance with him changing his name, you know, representing his father, Kurt Hennig, and his grandfather, the Axe, Larry Hennig, to create Curtis Axel. And, you know, here's one thing. Let's just say, let's say it doesn't work out and he doesn't end up being the type of main eventer that... You know, they're trying to do with it. Say for some reason it doesn't work out fully to that extent. 
Managers can manage mid-card talent, too. There have been some um, honky-tonk man was managed by Jimmy Hart, mm-hmm. the longest-reigning intercontinental champion of all time. So, you know, if, this, if a main event push for Curtis Axel doesn't work out, why can't he be intercontinental champion with Paul Heyman? Why can't he be United States champion under Paul Heyman? There's no problem with that whatsoever. Love Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman is just brilliant to begin with. Some feedback here. Lions fan says, Joe Henning does need a mouthpiece. He does need one. He couldn't cut a promo if his life depended on it. I know. That's why he has Paul Heyman. That was the one thing he was missing. He, he's not a great talker. He's a very good, um, he's a very good wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very solid in the ring. He's got a nice look to him. He's got the third-generation heritage. Obviously, he has the knowledge and the ring awareness of it. The one thing that he was lacking was some character, was a voice. And Kinda he gets like that in Brock Paul Lesner, Heyman. Lesnar, right? Well, and that's what Paul Heyman was saying in this promo. He was like, you guys gave the same reaction when Brock Lesnar came out in 2002. You gave the same reaction when CM Punk came out in 2006. Yeah. But this is different. I mean, I remember seeing Brock Lesnar in Sports Illustrated back in the year 2000. People were waiting for him to enter the WWE. Some more feedback real quick. Uh, Iron Sheik says, Well, Chris Rose would get excited from Baconator. He liked the Curtis Axel. Lions fan says, Cameron does make sense. They want to relieve Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning through his son. Want to relive, I'm sorry. They can't relive Kurt Henning. No, and, but here's the thing. When The Rock came out, what was his name? He wasn't The Rock. He was Rocky Maivia. He was named after his father, Rocky Johnson, and his grandfather, the High Chief Peter Maivia. They combined the names. They tried him out for a while. He kind of hung out in the mid-card, was the Intercontinental Champion. Things kind of phased, and they revamped and things like that. Exactly. Nobody gave a damn about Rocky Maivia, but everybody gave a damn about The Rock. That's the difference here. He had to reinvent himself. He had to essentially right. turn his back from the past. He gained confidence from the exposure that he got, and he created The Rock. And that's what Curtis Axel needs. He needs the confidence because here's a guy that's been contracted for years, hasn't really been used, mm-hmm. has all the talent in the world. So this is a way of forming to get the start. But if you compare him to Rocky Maivia, then Curtis Axel would probably be a failure. You would need something like the Curtis, the Axel. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't have to have the with his it's name a, to make example. it work. It's an example. But, but we're going to wait and see what happens with him because they're doing something the same type of way they did when The Rock first came out. And I applaud it for the shock. I applaud it for them building young guys because this past Raw was as close to a perfect Raw as they have gotten since it started with three hours. Elevating the young guys. Elevating Biggie, who we talked about earlier. Curtis Axel. The Shield. Titus O'Neil had his coming out party with his match against Sheamus. It was a phenomenal Raw, building up the future. And they, they're going to try and see if this guy can be one of the, one of the main guys for the future. And I'm, and I'm perfectly fine with that. So what were your thoughts on the uh, main event of Raw, which we saw a recap of it on main, on main event as well? well? The main event, of, as far as Triple H versus Curtis Axel, I didn't hate it, but I, I, liked, I liked the way it ended, but I thought it could have been emphasized a little differently. So Triple H was still suffering mm-hmm. from the steel cage match with Brock Lesnar, and it seemed like maybe a concussion effects because he was being had the little flashlight on the eyes from the trainers. The way this could have made it better to even elevate Curtis Axel more was one of two things. One, when he's being looked at by the doctors and the trainers, Curtis Axel could have ran down there, pushed somebody out of the way, got a few shots in before refs or even Paul Heyman got him off. Or 
The ref counts out Triple H, and Curtis Axel gets a count-out victory over him, and then he could brag, saying that he defeated the game, and that he's the future, blah, blah, blah. One of those two things, I mean, there could be other things also. Those are the two that came to the top of my head that would have made it better, mm-hmm. but I still, I was still okay with it. And I was still okay with the fact that, you know, Curtis Axel can still take credit for, I'm the one who did the finishing touches yeah. on Triple H's career. I had to commend Triple H. I could not believe that he did this for Curtis Axel. Basically dropped Curtis Axel, but in a special way. You know, he's all of a sudden he's out of gas, he's winded. Because uh, they see it. They see the future in Curtis Axel. They see the talent I'm in interested him. to see what They see the potential talent. Yeah. But we won't see it till we see well, it. Well, he does have talent. But we just want to see how... And there are a lot of things behind the scenes that Curtis Axel's done, too. Actually, The the Rock is huge in favor of Curtis Axel because, actually, when The Rock was training for his matches with CM Punk, who was the guy that he was training with? Curtis Axel. Because Curtis Axel is very similar in size to CM Punk, who, oddly enough, is a Paul Heyman guy. What? It all came full circle. Curtis Axel also (laughs) trained with Brock Lesnar. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, so, I mean... This guy has got the talent. He's got the tools. Mm. He now has the most hated guy in the WWE universe leading him. Love it. In I a perfect world, Rosie, I would totally agree with you. But we still have no idea what's going to happen. They could put all the, the momentum on Curtis Axel. But until he could show us his own, not only in-ring capability, but his own charisma, really show it and keep it consistent... We don't know what's going to happen. But we want to tune in and find out now, don't we? Yeah. And that's what they wanted, and they got it. Be- based on that, we're all based on them pushing Curtis Axel, this guy out of nowhere. Nobody saw this coming whatsoever. <laughs> and now we want to watch, and we want to watch next week on Raw, and we want to see what happens. And you know what? I think these people are going to tune in to our After Buzz next week to see what we have to talk about then. And until then, Cameron Cash, how can people reach out to you? Besides all your 50 zillion touts that you're sending out to the world, which is awesome. Thank you all very much for watching the main event tonight. And uh, you guys can reach me at LA Exposed, no E before the X. Tout us, people. Tout us. Me, After Buzz. I'll be touting you. You tout me. We have a tout. Family. That's horrible. <laughs> Champ. Champ, please uh, follow me at K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S on my Facebook page as well as Twitter. And you can catch me on a special Monday Memorial Day at noon, talking Game Control Live. You know, the Xbox One just came out, so we not just came out, but just specs, announced. the specs came out. So definitely a lot to talk about. All right. And then you all can follow me on Twitter at CRosieVOC. Um, also, I host The Voice After Buzz on Monday night, so if you like The Voice, check that out. And this Saturday, if you're in the Huntington Beach area, I'll be out there for Mayhem Wrestling Entertainment. They're putting on a huge show where all the money made of that show will go to the Children's Hospital of Orange County. It's for a great cause Aww. this Saturday. You go to nwerestling.com for more info there. Thanks for tuning in. For Cameron Corey, I'm Christian Rosenberg. See you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 